Everybody, welcome back to Letterman Row. It is time for a rapid reaction. Is brought to you by Buyers Auto. A ton of movement this week for Ohio State on the coaching staff. That's Berm and Spencer Holbrook. I'm Austin Ward. We're going to break it down right now. All right, guys. A, a busy week as Ryan Day reloads here. Uh, we talked. To, we haven't even really talked about what happened on the offensive coaching staff. That was uh, a long time coming, anyway, with what Justin Fry coming in to replace Greg, Greg Sudrawa, and that was the number one. Uh, ranked scoring offense in the country. So I don't think that there was a lot to really need to uh, break down or worry about. Defensively, a major, major offseason, and now uh, the dominoes have been put in place and tipped over in some cases uh, with Kerry Combs not returning to the Buckeyes, Al Washington not expected to return at the linebacker position, and the moves now, as we understand it at this point from Letterman Row, you have Perry Eliano coming in in the secondary. Tim Walton, uh, Letterman Row sources confirmed, will also be uh, returning to uh, the Buckeyes, his alma mater, for a role there. Jim Knowles, of course, the defensive coordinator. He will coach linebacker. And Larry Johnson is expected to return on the defensive line. Obviously, those two uh, new faces. Knowles, we already knew one. Uh, but the remolding there in the secondary with Matt Barnes, Kerry Combs, uh, Washington not gone. It's pretty significant uh, changes, upheaval there going on, Berm. And if the, ch- if the defense was keeping the Buckeyes from winning a national title – Ryan Day has taken it pretty seriously so far. You know, it was one week ago, right about actually like this moment, a week ago when uh, the news about Justin Fry and Greg Sudrara came down. I was standing on the field in San Antonio, uh, and it feels like that was 16 years ago. And uh, a lot has happened (laughs) since then. As you mentioned, um, clearly, you know, this is just a sign. Ryan Day understands the assignment. And the, the point here for Ohio State was something has to change dramatically on the defense because it wasn't just the 2021 season. It was also the 2020 season. Uh, and that was a season that had a lot of, you know, veteran linebackers and experience at linebacker. And, and then you roll that into what happened in 2021. There didn't seem to be any improvement. And uh, that is a major cause for concern. And, and it's the reason why Ryan Day had to take some drastic steps and remove some guys from, from the program. Some guys have removed themselves and we can break that down a little bit, but you know, you have to decide how, Ryan Day's program is going to be moving forward, and, and uh, he's, he's obviously not afraid to do that. Yeah, and as a unit, this, this team didn't improve, like you said, Berm. And so you, you saw individuals get better. You saw guys get experience. You saw a young defense start to grow. But when you look at the, the product as a whole and the defense that Ohio State put out there uh, week in and week out, there was no consistency. There was not a lot of uh, cohesion when it comes to, to different units working together. And I think that's part of the, the puzzle here is bringing in guys you think are going to work well together and, and work in a, in a positive direction and all work in the same direction. And so, you know, there needed to be some shakeups and, you know, whether that was overhauling the entire defensive staff, that's still going to be seen. I'm excited to see it happen in the spring and into the fall, but you really don't know if these are home run hires, but the way that they look right now on paper, it seems like Ohio state's made some really, really strong moves to, uh, to, to bolster up what should be a championship level defense there's always going to be an element of risk when you take a, a big swing like this, but like with Ohio state's offense, uh, you know, that they're going to be in position to potentially win the big 10 and get uh, back to the college football playoff. But to win those two games, I think it's pretty clear that you have to make uh, a sizable gamble uh, on, on new faces and they're paying Jim Knowles $1.9 million a year to oversee that effort. That's one, uh, one big at bat right there that proved that Ryan Day understood uh, what he wanted, what needed to be uh, changed, what needed to be installed 
uh, what vision they needed to have there is he wants to be more hands-off on that side of the football than he's been able to be the last two years. You know, from there, then, you you don't necessarily just hand over to Jim Knowles and say, here you go, hire whoever you want. But there is a collaborative effort at this point in January when you say, okay, who fits, who makes sense? I mean, Tim Walton's coming in. He understands what it takes to play in the Ohio State secondary and to play in the NFL. He's, he's, he's going to understand how to recruit to the Buckeyes, and he's going to sell it arguably as well as anybody. And we know what Kerry Combs did recruiting that position. Now, that's a high standard, but Tim Walton will have an advantage there. Perry Eliano just coached the Thorpe Award winner and has worked in the state of Ohio. Um, so those are two things that maybe they didn't have direct ties to Jim Knowles, but when you sit down and go through an interviewing process, and I would say – that this included six or seven or more candidates, but at least that many to, to work through the pieces because Kerry Combs was one of them um, that they debate, you know, debated, went back and forth. He had other options at the NFL level and um, at the college level as well. Does he make sense to move forward? Is he going to accept a role? Is he going to accept a potential pay cut? Uh, okay. And if not him, then who? And so Ohio state worked through this and Ryan days had a couple of weeks to think about it and we won't be able to grade it until uh, I don't know, a week into January in 2023. But I don't I don't think that there's a lot that you could look at this right now if you're Ohio State and say, you know, that Ryan Day didn't have a plan and, and has, hasn't executed one. Everyone wants splashy names and big, sexy named hires and all that stuff, and I understand that. But, you know, if you think about the 2021 season, the one coaching hire that really affected Ohio State the most was Michigan deciding to hire Mike McDonald, who no one had ever heard of. And then he comes in as a guy from the NFL and, and changes their defense and, and makes them uh, confusing to Ryan Day and Ohio State. And, and, and you saw what happened in Ann Arbor. And Ohio State is finding great football coaches. And the reality is when you work for Ohio State, if you walk into a high school, the O on your chest does a lot of the recruiting for you. Uh, and so now you have to understand how, how do these guys fit into the culture? How do they fit into the program? And I think that's the big thing here. Everyone is looking at it and saying, oh, I want the big sexy name. But Ryan Day's hiring football coaches because Ryan Day coaches offense. And Ryan Day has to trust that the guys that coach the defense know how to coach a defense. And you're talking about with Tim Walton, a guy who worked for Nick Saban and won a national championship at LSU uh, with him, who's coached in the NFL for the last 14 years. That, that's a big win. Uh, with Perry Eliano, not only do you have Kobe Bryant, the Thorpe Award winner, but you have Sauce Gardner, who's going to be another first-round pick at corner. Uh, at Cincinnati this year. So this is a guy that's gotten production out of guys uh, that he he obviously has been working with and developing for the last couple of years. And so, you know, you just have to trust it. Jim Knowles is going to coach linebackers. And again, so we knew the likelihood of Al Washington returning uh, diminished pretty greatly as soon as the Jim Knowles hire happened, because whatever position the new defensive coordinator coached, that guy was fairly certain to be the odd man out. And, uh, you know, for as a personal opinion point of view Kerry Combs is one of my favorite people I've ever met in this business and it's it's a sobering reminder I guess of how this business is and it, it is a business and, and uh, if you can't blame Kerry Combs for not wanting a pay cut or to not take a demotion and especially if the NFL is still out there and, and other opportunities potentially as a head coach in college could pop up I mean you have to be grateful the guy has the opportunity to, to come back home and do the things he's done and uh, you just have to wish him well. But for Ohio State and Ryan Day, like I said, Spencer, now it's about moving forward. And, and the Buckeyes have to – he has to put his stamp on this program. 
And when I think about these coaching hires, I think you put it really well, Berm. Each of these guys brings something different. You know, I watched the Alabama-Cincinnati game, and Cincinnati's corners played really well, and and the, the secondary played really well, and they tackle really well. What did Ohio State struggle with? A little bit of tackling in the secondary this year. When you look at Jim Knowles, he's going to bring in an entirely new defensive scheme that that plays offense on defense. So he brings that. And then you look at Tim Walton, who's an Ohio State guy through and through, you know, but he's from the South originally and he coached in the NFL. So you have all of these little pieces that seem like they're all fitting together. When you look at these guys' resumes, whether it's Knowles, whether it's Justin Fry on the offensive side, whether it's the two new secondary hires, like all of these guys do things a little, they all bring a little bit different aspects to what they're going to bring to Ohio State, but they all kind of fit together. You know, like I said, Walton brings that NFL experience. He's got a national championship ring on his finger every time he walks into a living room, you know, Eliano can can carry the Thorpe Award, I guess, figuratively, in the living rooms with him. Living rooms. <laughs> How heavy are him. those? I don't know, but but they can't be. They, it's pretty heavy on the recruiting trail because the Thorpe Award means a lot to these corners. And so then Knowles brings in the entire scheme, and what you start to see is a puzzle that's fitting together for what Ryan Day wants in his new look defense. And you start to get a feel for exactly the direction Ohio State wants to move in. And so I think it's really interesting. You go from a one high now to almost a three safety look, and then all of these other little pieces fit together. So this coaching staff has me pretty excited about the, the future of the Ohio State defense. Yeah, I know there were a lot of questions uh, asked of us about how the defensive staff would be structured, and Jim Knowles had worked with two defensive line coaches in the past, including most recently at Oklahoma State. Would that be what Ohio State was going to do? Uh, I think when you're looking at four two five, well, the five is in the secondary. So that is the largest position group. Those are the most responsibilities. Ohio State's going to play uh, with three safeties, as we've seen. That's going to be, you know, the, the, the approach moving forward. So, you know, differentiating between safeties and corners, I think, was always still the plan here for what Ryan Day wanted and envisioned. Now, that, that situation could change. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I think maybe that'll be addressed with um, quality control or analyst positions. But, you know, when you have Larry Johnson, coaching the defensive line and committing to do that for at least another season. You know, you, you don't have less in incentive, I guess, there to make that sort of sweeping change to uh, the staff alignment, which is something that Ryan Day has talked about. That's the way that he's comfortable with it. And I don't think that Ohio State could go into next year with one person coaching the secondary because that's really where the largest changes are going to come. I know that the Leo or Jack or whatever stand-up position you want to talk about comes with different responsibilities and, and Larry Johnson may have to adapt a little bit, but he's also done that before with what we saw with what Chase Young was doing in Jeff Halfley's system a few years ago. So uh, I think that that, to me, makes sense from staff alignment and staff structure. Clearly that's what they're doing because they've, they've got these uh, gone down the road here with Walton and Eliano, but I think that's a little bit of an insight into why Ohio State is handling it this way. Yeah, this is all about making sure the program is better than it was two months ago. And, and I know that there are people who are going to say, well, what if this makes it worse? I mean, yeah. What if it does? I mean, you can't, it, you can't stand still. And, and that is the other option because Ohio state got embarrassed this season on defense and you can, we can find ways to sugarcoat it. We can say it a, a million different little ways, but the truth is in the last 15 games that Ohio state's played, the defense has been pretty bad. And, uh, there are reasons for that. There's rational explanations for that that you can point to and say, well, if this hadn't happened, then this. But at the end of the day, college football is a results oriented business. And at some juncture, you have to stop accepting it. And uh, again, I, Ryan Day, 
worked without Washington for years, and it was his guy. I mean, Ryan Day knew when he took the head coaching job at Ohio State, he wanted Kerry Combs as his defensive coordinator. He These are not moves he wants to make. But the Ohio State and being uh, a football fan of Ohio State, he understands that there's a requirement. And uh, Ryan Day is not going to get two or three more chances to get it right uh, in Columbus. And it is a – it's a stunning kind of realization about the pressure that comes with being the head coach at Ohio state. He's lost one conference game in, in three years uh, and been to the playoff twice. And if uh, they have another year, like they did this past one, he may not return. So, um, <laughs> you know, that that's crazy amount of pressure uh, on a head coach, but Ryan day's goal, obviously Austin Spencer is to build a program that he can be a part of for a long time that wins a lot of football games. And, you know, I, I think it's at least worth mentioning the rumors about Ryan Day in the NFL aren't stopping, but, you know, Austin, we continue to hear from people that this Ryan Day wants to be at Ohio State, and that's where he's intending to be, and these moves wouldn't be happening, Spencer, if that wasn't the case. Yeah, and absolutely. You hit the nail on the head there, Berman. You know, when you look at, the, like you said, the last 15 games, this defense hasn't played well. You know, I even think back that there were some cracks that were shown during that really talented year against Clemson in 2019, and then you translate that to the next year, and you kind of run it back because you see things working, and you, you get Kerry Combs in there and, and give him the keys. And then the Alabama game, the Oregon game, Michigan, even the Utah game, you know, you walk away with that defensive effort and it's, it's not something really to be proud of. Uh, so, you know, you could, you could have went two ways this season, you know, one that the defense was young, run it back, see how much the young defense improves, or you say, no, this is a trend. We need to make some changes. Ryan day chose that path. And that leads me to believe that, you know, he's not going to hire all these names and, and, you know, bring in these guys if he's just going to jump ship and leap at the NFL. And so I guess that's where we piggyback on to, you know, whatever Austin has for his insight because he's the, the Ryan day expert here, but uh, I don't see him leaving for the NFL anytime soon. I think the situation here is that he, he's in the middle of contract negotiations. He wants one. Ohio State may be a little bit hesitant because they have already, you know, reworked his deal last year, and he's set to make another, you know, about another million dollars uh, once that kicks in for this season. But, you know, it's not just about Mel Tucker, not just about James Franklin. Obviously, the market has shifted. But what if you're going to go sit down with Gene Smith, if you're, if you're Ryan Day's agent, if you're Ryan Day, and you say, well – here's what happened at Michigan state and Penn state. We got to keep up with that. Well, you can make a case that they've already, you know, that Gene Smith's not held responsible for that. And he's already reworked a deal. But if you go down and you say, well, the Miami dolphins are offering this amount and here's the contract, then you have no choice, but to sit down and say, all right, we're, we're okay. That's real. We're going to match that. It's not enough just to say that the Raiders or the bears or the dolphins have been interested in Ryan day. Let's do something right now. Now you could. There's a case to be made that Gene Smith could have, or, could have maybe or USC have. or USC LSU or anyone else. Yeah. I mean, could have maybe yeah. and should have been more proactive. To your point, burn anywhere. But until you have the actual numbers on a piece of paper, that's not the same leverage. Now, if Ryan Day gets that, and maybe you instruct your agent to say, "Take these calls. Let's see if it goes down that road. Let's see how interested they are, and if they're going to put a number on on the table." Because maybe they wouldn't put a number that that matches seven point five at that level anyway. Who knows? I'm just saying that Ryan Day's preference is to stay at Ohio State, and it will be uh, up to Gene Smith to make sure that nothing else happens that would upset that apple cart. That could be another uh, show, another rapid reaction, another uh, episode brought to you by Byers Auto. We'll get to more of that later on. Tim Walton, as we sit here right here, 
uh, has been confirmed uh, by multiple sources that he will be uh, joining Ohio State. So there's that coverage is up at lettermanrow.com as well. Uh, head on over for that. And we're going to have a lot more uh, coming as Ohio State's offseason really ramps up. That's Berm and Spencer. I'm Austin Ward. Uh, stay with us for full coverage of the Ohio State Buckeyes at lettermanrow.com.